The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am talon jenkins joined with our host here ryan gilbert and joel meyer how we doing boys doing pretty well this is this is ryan coming off a nice uh nice flyers win i think we we swapped our locks tonight really we're just a, a good night all around here for for our hockey betting yeah my picks have been shit but uh <laughs> i won the lock so there's that <laughs> Yeah, that's all that matters, eh? We uh, we stand by those locks. Our percentages went up. We'll uh, we'll definitely get to that in a bit. Uh, again, before we go, just like to you know announce our podcast, the SGPN Hockey Gambling Podcast, is now available on Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can search Hockey Gambling Podcast anywhere online as well. By all means, guys, subscribe, follow, rate, review. If it's a shitty review, you don't like what we're doing, that's okay too. Just uh, you know, let us know. Give us some feedback. We're happy to hear it. All right, and before we do get going tonight, um, guys, I know talk around the league. There's a lot of talks about the Chicago Blackhawks and the uh, the sexual assault case going on. Um, by all means, we would like to recommend everybody to go over on Twitter and check out Rick Westhead. Uh, he has a lot of good information about everything that's going on there. You can find him at R Westhead on Twitter. Uh, TSN, if you're in Canada, has videos of some information going on worth checking out, and I believe that would be covered by ESPN if you are in the States. So uh, it's a pretty big deal. It is important that we do address it. Um, we're uh, we're going to send you their way, though. They can uh, Everything that's being said there, they can say it 10 times better than we could here. So by all means, we just figured that we'd, uh, we'd let you guys know, and uh, and we'll go on from here. All right, boys, well, we're going to jump into our mortal locks here. Uh, based on last show, we had some... You know, we did okay, all things considered, on the week. Tuesday might have been a bit shaky, but I know uh, today, Wednesday, we did pretty good. Um, I got to say, I had a pretty damn greasy pick, considering the line moved before our podcast even fucking dropped. Um, I had the Pittsburgh Penguins Tampa Bay uh, under at 6.5. When we woke up the next morning, Joel sent a message saying the line already dropped to 5.5. So got a little lucky on that one, and the score ended up being 5-1. So... I'll count it as a win, but I'm not proud of it. Yeah, of course there was that late empty netter, right, to get get the sixth goal. And I, I eventually I paid up for the under six, so that late goal push, like that goal just got me a push to screw me. But you got the six and a half. Hey, if you listen to us early, if you subscribe to us, you're gonna get those good lines. So you got to do that. And it's not your fault, man, because 
that's just such a good bet. It's not your fault the line moved. You're just on it early. That was the best bet of the week, really. And that's the thing too, guys, uh, to our listeners, keep a, don't be afraid to look a day or two ahead either. You know, a lot of the times the lines will be a bit higher and then the next day before the game, they'll, uh, they'll start to drop. So plan ahead a bit. Yeah. Tuesday night, my, uh, my lock did not do as well. I had the avalanche. They just kind of came out flat against the golden Knights who took them down in Colorado, but we all got back at it on Wednesday. So that's what matters. Getting back on the horse and keeping our percentage rising. Well, your Tuesday lock was a lot better than mine. <laughs> Flames were winning 4-0 after 12 minutes in the first. Devils were out of it in the first period. It was, yeah. They made a little what, bit of a comeback later on, but it was never. they were never in it. What a mess that game was. I couldn't believe it. You messaged us in, a, in the Slack group there, and I was like, holy shit, there's no way it's 4 nothing 10 minutes into the game. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least right. you can count the money out. Early on, you don't have to sweat it at all. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I don't make you suffer. Well, we did okay tonight, though. Um, I don't know. What did you boys have for your locks tonight? I had the the Panthers riding the undefeated team. Big uh, big four one win over, over the Bruins at home. Had them at minus one thirty. So they, they, I felt like that was a really good line on them, and it came through. Yeah, whereas my Tuesday lock was uh, over early. This one is over early in a good way. The uh, over six and a half in the Flyers Oilers game. That was just goals galore early on. And yeah, that cashed one minute into the second period. So it's always nice when that comes through so early. Yeah, it's nice to know, like you said about the other one, kind of the opposite, but at least you don't have to sweat it out, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think I had the uh I had the under five point five in the Dallas Vegas game. It went into overtime at two two and Vegas ended up winning three to two. So the uh that extra half point saved me, that's for sure, but we'll take it. That was yeah, a bad I, beat for me, too. I bet the Stars and fuck. Yeah, another, another empty net goal just screws me over. Ugh. I tried the Stars and under, and a, under five and a half in a parlay and just, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> the Stars were the much better team. Like, they, they should not have even been close. Should have been 5-1, really. Still pissed. It's how it yeah, goes sometimes. how it goes. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep jumping down here. We'll jump into some NHL news and uh, discussions since uh, since last time we talked. Uh, recently, PK Subban fined five thousand dollars for uh, they call it a trip on Milan Lucic. It's more like an old fashioned can opener, eh? But it's kind of crazy. He did the same things on Ryan Reeves a few games ago in New York, did he not? Like those are two pretty tough guys to, to pull off some for some uh, slew foots on if you're going to go after Lucic and Ryan Reeves for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I saw a video on Twitter of them like together, just like a few days apart. It's just that's the type of things that like gets overlooked by fans when they're talking about taking dirty plays out of the game. But that can like mess fuck up someone's knee. You can never know what's happened with that. Like people people talking about taking fighting out of the game and concussions and all stuff like that. But you also got to look at trips like that. I mean, he got a five thousand dollar fine, which seems like a lot, but it's not a lot to him. But no, no. But it's it's just it's just how it goes, and that's that's what's happening. And Hopefully they can find a way to to get that out of the game. Yeah, he might be taking out his frustration out on Ryan Reeves because uh, <laughs> he's not, not a good player anymore. So <laughs> poor old PK. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Hi. Right, well, moving down here. Speaking of uh, defensemen's, LA Kings fans are going to be pretty upset. It sounds like Drew Doughty's out eight weeks with the right knee contusion that he suffered against the Dallas Stars a bit earlier in the week. 
You know what? As soon as I I read this, what jumped out to me is I totally forgot because of the COVID seasons, the rivalry that Drew Doughty had with Matthew Kachuk. And I was so damn fired up for that this year because we haven't seen it the past two years with COVID, right? And then now with Doughty out eight weeks, it's going to be postponed that much longer. Yeah, the, the Kings are not off to a good start either. So and I think they lost Sean Walker too, right? I believe so, yeah. Oh, so, that I mean, their, their defense, I mean, they got... They got Edler in the offseason, but their defense has really taken a big hit. And Kopitar started out well, but besides besides that, I mean, their defense is lacking. So we could see the Kings kind of be one of the teams to fade in the, in the next few weeks and maybe for the whole season. They also lost uh, Quentin Byfield in the preseason for uh, mm-hmm. the same amount of time, too. So they're hurting. Uh, and I feel bad for Drew Dedded, too. Love, love the player. And he's really looking forward to trying out for the Olympic team. But this this doesn't help his chances there. You know, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Eh? This, all things considered, probably his last kick at the can for it. So that's got to be a heartbreak for the guy. Now moving down, a last thing, some uh, some minor rumors coming out of Vegas here that uh, that Buffalo has been kicking up uh, trade talks with Vegas for the Jack Eichel saga here. I don't know, boys. I know Vegas has about six point five million dollars in cap room. They do have a lot of guys on the LTIR right now, so they could potentially uh, afford him for the season and then pull a Tampa and bring everybody back for playoffs. But with the way this team is rolling, are they even going to make it to playoffs? I I think they're going to, I think this is a team that's built for, they're going to make the playoffs one way or another, given the division they're in. And Eichel is, I mean, every team can use an Eichel, but Eichel is exactly what the Golden Knights need. They need a center. Their center depth depth is really, really lacking. It's really being exposed without, even though, even though they're missing two wingers, their center depth is, being exposed as as their whole forward up being exposed, so I feel like Eichel to Vegas makes the most sense. I saw it might be like a four month out from when Eichel would get surgery, so that would bring him bring him back for the playoffs, if not before that. So, if there's a team that's going to be in on him, I think it will be Vegas. It's just a matter of time to see what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I don't have much to add there. Uh, you know, Vegas they like to swing. They like to swing big these uh, star players and they do need the center. So this makes perfect sense. If I can get uh, healthy and playing again, that'd be good to see him. Uh, yeah. Vegas is fine too. I don't, I don't expect them to miss the playoffs at all. In fact, I expect them to win the division still. Yeah. It's a good point too. Like you brought up Ryan, it is a bit of a weaker division, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, as far as assets go, uh, Vegas does currently have their first and second round picks for the next three years. So that could kind of help sway things. And they do have, as far as prospects go, Peyton Krebs and Nicholas Hag. Maybe that's enough to get a deal done. I mean, it's starting to get to the point that Buffalo might not be able to pick and choose what they uh, what they do get, right? So if there if there is a strong package there, by all means take it. Um, Vegas did say that, or sorry, Buffalo said rather that they're not willing to retain any salary. And truth be told, for the length still left on the contract, you can't really blame them for that. Yeah, Vegas has Riley Smith at a five million dollar cap hit. He's a free agent after this season, so maybe you could see him go the other way, just kind of offset some of that salary if you have to. That that's just an option that they may may look into. Well, it would work out so the uh, the Sabers can load up for their inevitable playoff run this year because they're still <laughs> red hot. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Don't worry. (laughs) Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. 
from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. (laughs) All right, moving down here, guys. Um, Kind of a cool little thing as far as, and it's it's pretty important too as far as gambling goes. Uh, Everybody knows that goaltending is a pretty big asset for a team to have in the NHL, and it does affect affect any bets that you might make too. So we're going to jump into... Uh, four of the top goalies statistically we do have in the league this year. We're going to see if uh, if they're the real deal. And then after that, we're going to go more so towards the opposite end. Four goalies that are struggling right now. Uh, keep in mind, we are still early in the season. I feel like we say that every time we do one of these segments. Uh, qualifications to meet this list, the attendees do have to play at least four games. So we'll start it off here. Uh, Elvis Merleek, Leakins for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Four games played. He's currently 4-0-0, 1.48 goals against average, and a .952 save percentage. Is this sustainable for uh, for Merzlikens out there in Columbus or what? I mean, these are impressive numbers, so it made me look into who he's played against so far. And looking at the opposition, I don't know if it's very sustainable. He He made 36 saves on 38 shots against the Coyotes. And he allowed one goal to the Kraken, two to the Islanders, and one to the Stars. So I feel like once Columbus gets more kind of metropolitan division games going, he might may see those numbers take a hit. But I mean, he is a solid goalie. He may he, the Blue Jackets could play spoiler if he kind of keeps this up. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or push for that at all. But they're definitely have an impact based on what teams they can win against later in the season. Yeah, Brad Larson, uh, the heir to the Blue Jackets there from uh, John Tortorella. He's got them playing the same kind of style of a defensive system, so it's it's easier as a goaltender that way. But yeah, like you said, they they just played a, a bunch of bad offensive teams, so those numbers will regress for sure. Uh, Blue Jackets should end up towards the bottom of the division towards the end of the year. Yep, fair enough. 
Uh, moving down here, uh, we have my boy, uh, Frederick Anderson from the Carolina Hurricanes. Currently five games played. He's 5-0-0, uh, 1.60 goals against average, 0.946 save percentage. Uh, obviously, it's no... You know, it's no surprise that Carolina is one of the best teams in the league. They're going to have one of the top goalies, and the goalie stats is going to reflect that as well. But based off the five years I watched Freddie, you know, night in, night out in Toronto, he's a he's a pretty steady guy. Rebound control isn't too much of an issue on most nights. Uh, they they got a they got a good guy in that for uh, for Carolina there. What do you guys think? I mean, Anderson, he seems pretty steady. His save percentage, I mean, three three years in a row, he had 919, 918-918 back in the 2015 to 2018 seasons. So I feel like going to Carolina, that's a good system there. It's a, it's a good team. They're going to surprise a lot of people this year. They're one of the best teams in the league, I feel. I mean, he, he also hasn't played many good teams. I mean, he, he played the Leafs the other night, so that's not a great team there. But, yeah, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hurricanes are going to be good, especially with, with Anderson in that. Steady Freddie, man. Um, yeah, he's a good regular season goaltender, but uh, it seems to me like he always kind of fell apart in the playoffs. I could be wrong. Tal knows better than I do. But uh, Yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Carolina's easy on their goaltenders. Uh, they do a good job of uh, preventing a lot of quality chances. So yeah, those numbers might be a little inflated relative to his talent. But uh, that's all he has to do. Yeah, he just has to be steady. Steady Freddy. Let's go. It uh, kind of puts that Nadelkovich trade out of sight, out of mind a little bit, at least exactly. for now. Now, moving down here, we talked about Freddy Anderson. But, boys, what about the other Anderson in the league? What about 40-year-old Craig Anderson holding down the fort in Buffalo? Four games played, 3-1-0, a 1.76 goals against average, and a .944 save percentage. I don't even know what to say about those numbers. This is ridiculous for a guy his age. Obviously, it's only four games played, but the fact that he's still doing this and for Buffalo, it's mind blowing. Yeah, the fact that the Sabers have four wins this season is mind blowing. <laughs> I don't know. Who, and and he made, Anderson made thirty five saves and allowed one goal to the Lightning his last time out. So like, I don't know. But he's forty years old. He'll regress sometime. But you know, it's it's a good story. Good for him or, or here or, or in the season. Yeah, you got a roof for the old man. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised he's not on a 750k salary either, like half the rest <laughs> of their team, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Buffalo is. Uh, yeah, they're they're doing well now. I mean, it'll fall apart, but you gotta you gotta like what you've seen so far. Yeah, hundred percent, and uh, especially after everything that happened this past off season. If anybody deserves a a fairy tale story, it's the fans in Buffalo there. So good for them. Hopefully, it lasts a little bit longer. But uh, like you guys said, I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, moving down here, we have the man, former Vesna winner, former friggin' ghost the past two years, Sergey Bobrovsky for the Florida Panthers. Four games played, four zero and zero, one point nine nine goals against average, and a point nine four two save percentage. I think this might fall into the same category as uh, Freddie Anderson in Carolina there. He's playing behind a great team, strong defensively minded. That goes a long way for these numbers that we're talking about. But we have seen Bob struggle in the past as well, right? So kudos uh, kudos to him for the hot start. But what do you boys think? Yeah, the the two-time Vesna winner. I mean, last year, I mean, he had, he had two seasons to kind of get acclimated into Florida and didn't really do too well. But... It looks like this kind of finally having another normal season here is doing well for him. And the good thing for the Panthers is is if 
he does fall off somehow or has a bad game, they have Spencer Knight to just fill right in, who's just as good, if not could be better than him. So Florida's really a really tough team with two two great goalies. This is one where I have to disagree with you, Talon. I don't think that this is a product of Florida's system. I think this is a Bobrovsky just stepping up big. He's the most surprising guy on this list. He has uh, totally rejuvenated his career. He is he is playing awesome. He won the game today against the Bruins. Fuck him uh, <laughs> at the Bruins. But, uh, yeah, he made <laughs> numerous, numerous saves. And then the Bruins, when they didn't get the puck past him, they, they kind of fell apart and – and the Panthers uh, took over the game. But, yeah, Bobrovsky is the real story behind the Panthers' early early uh, good start. Yep, Nate, fair enough, man. It uh, helps make that $10 million cap hit look a little bit nicer, Ooh. too. So. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we covered uh, we covered some goalies towards the top of the league. How about we jump down to some a uh, bit more, you know, trending in the opposite direction. Not to say they'll stay there. And this is what I'm going to ask. Are these guys that we're going to list, are they going to stay in the bottom of uh, – of the goalie list, or do you think they'll pop it up by the end of the year? Kicked it off, we have Darcy Kemper of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, five games played, a record of 2-3-0. and oh. That's two wins, three losses, uh, zero overtime losses, uh, 3.22 goals against average, and a .900 save percentage. You're a Colorado expert here, Joel. What are you thinking? Yeah, the, those numbers aren't the worst, uh, but when you're playing Colorado and when, you're, when you gave up this much to get them, it's not good enough, and and the goals he's letting in aren't aren't good goals. Like he's he's letting some some weak pucks in that. Uh, he'll turn it around eventually, I hope. But right now, uh, he's he's still not uh, performing like advertised. Yeah, that's kind of just what what it seems like from an outsider perspective too. Is that he he hasn't played well, but also it seems like the Avalanche kind of don't have everyone there, and also haven't played well. So. I feel like if he can put up decent numbers in Arizona, he should be able to do it in Colorado. But for what they give up, that he has to he has to pick it up soon. You know, it's goaltending is a funny position, right? There's some guys that kind of thrive when they're on a, a shittier team. You know, they kind of step up and play a bit better. And hopefully, that's not the case for Darcy. He has had some injury troubles in the past, I believe, too. So, you know, if the guy can stay healthy, he's playing with a good team. I wouldn't. I don't think it's any reason to panic, as you said yet. And like Joel brought up, the numbers aren't abysmal, especially as we'll see as we go down this list. So Colorado fans, I don't think I'd be too worried over there. Uh, moving down here, we have Philip Grubauer with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, six games played, record of 2-3-1, and 3.28 goals against average, and a .883 save percentage. Um, you know what? Playing on a team like Seattle, the 3.28 goals against average isn't as bad as a lot of people would thought, but what does worry me is that 0.883 save percentage. Yeah, looking at Grubauer, those those numbers really aren't that great, but looking more into, into his game log, he only has one horrible game. He gave up five goals on 20 shots against the Flyers, which is going to really bring that down early in the season when you're, when you're not facing a ton of shots. So he... He'll probably it's gonna come up from nine hundred. I think it has to, but playing and playing for a team like Seattle who's still kind of finding themselves, he'll have ups and downs early on and maybe Seattle isn't as good as people thought they were. Yeah, and, and this is the the opposite side of what I was saying earlier with Kemper. Um it makes us uh not regret so much signing him, right? If he's not performing well in, in Seattle, a uh, strong defensive team, at least on paper, and coaching staff. Uh, if he's not putting up the numbers there, then uh yeah, maybe he was right to move on from him and not pay him all the money he got there. No, that's a good point, too, especially uh, with a couple of big deals coming up for you guys. I think Nathan McKinnon needs a contract next year, right? Yeah, I th- 
next year or the year after. Yeah, so any money Hopefully you can free up on after. that end. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, well, moving down, this is uh, these next two guys we have talked about a bit on the show before, but, I mean, they're not really showing signs of getting better, so we're going to keep talking about them until they do. Uh, Connor Hallebuck with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, six games played, a record of 3-2-1, and one, uh, 3.67 goals against average, and a .891 save percentage. I've been burnt by Hallebuck this year probably about a good three times, whether it comes to, you know, under games or taking Winnipeg money lines. I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He can't keep a puck out of the net right now. Yeah, I haven't watched too many Winnipeg games. I watched last night. It was a big comeback against the Ducks because I, I bet on them. They scored two in the final few minutes to turn the game around. But, yeah, Hallibuck has his numbers don't look good. The defense in front of him doesn't look good on paper. I don't know if this is just a, a matter of time and the players in front of him catching up to him. But Hallibuck, I mean, he's been a Vezna finalist. He's been one of the best goalies in the league. But, so far, through six games, he he has not been whatsoever. Yeah, the Jets will go as far as Hellebuck takes them because um, as much as we wanted to think that their defense has improved, it hasn't improved on the ice so far. So, yeah, he's got to get better for the Jets to contend in that division. Uh, I think he will, though. He He's a he's a great goalie. He's, he's still young. He's, he's going to be fighting for the – he's going to be the the uh, starting goalie for the U.S. So he's, he's going to be uh, – He'll, he'll turn it around. Yeah, very fair. All right, I'm moving down to our last guy. And this, I think this is a guy that all three of us like. And I know we were talking up before the season starts, but goddamn, my boy Marc-Andre Fleury in Chicago is having a rough goal right now. Four games played, a record of 0-4-0, a 5.74 goals against average, and an abysmal .839 save percentage. Now, I know Chicago as a team has been struggling. Obviously, defense is an issue for them. But after winning the Vesna, Flurry comes back and ends up putting up these numbers. Do you think if we did look into it that there is a goalie after winning the Vesna has numbers this bad through the first, you know, five, ten games of the year? I can't think so. I mean, goals against average over five, a safe percentage under 850. He's given up at least four goals in every game so far, including in just less than 12 minutes to the Penguins. Like... Fleury's a guy who I, I liked rooting for after he left Pittsburgh, but it's it's tough to watch there in Chicago. I don't know if he can demand a trade. I don't know if any teams really desperately need a goalie yet, but either he has to start playing a lot better or Chicago's kind of got to see what he wants to do, if he wants to be traded or retire like he threatened or, or what's going to go on there. It's a good thing that Stan Bowman isn't the GM of the Chicago Blackhawks anymore because uh, <laughs> this was not the move to make. Uh, Kevin Lankinen is the better goalie, as he as is shown through the first few games here. Uh, he's making the saves. Flurry isn't the uh, the problem. wasn't the the goaltending. It was the the defense, and uh, that that's only regressed so far. Like Seth Jones, I think he's I don't know about tonight's game, but before tonight he was minus nine, and just having a, a horrible time. Um, so he hasn't been the answer either. He's uh he's not. He's not even as good as Duncan Keith was last year. Duncan Keith, you know, he he's older now and he's not as effective as he once was, but he's better than Seth Jones has been so far. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a total shit show in Chicago. Yeah, from all ends, pretty much. Eh? All right, boys. Well, that pretty much covers that. How about uh, how about we jump right into these Thursday games? You guys ready to go? Let's do it. All right, first game on the docket here at the 7 p.m. time slot. We have the Boston Bruins against the Carolina Hurricanes. 
be a good game. The game itself is in Carolina. Boston money line pays off plus 110. Uh, Carolina money line minus 135. The over under set at six. The over pays off plus 100 and the under minus 120. What, uh, what are you thinking here, Ryan? Uh, I'm riding with my Hurricanes. Hurricanes once again here. It's it's a back-to-back for Boston. They lost in Florida on Wednesday night, going up to Carolina for Thursday night. They were not good in the second half of back-to-backs last season. They went 3-6-1 and one and were outscored 34-22 to 22 in 10 games. The Hurricanes have been outplaying everybody they've played. The Bruins don't have many um, impressive wins, as we said, said on last episode. So I'm riding with the hot hand here, going with the Hurricanes. I feel like they're going to get the job done. Well, I'm still higher on the Bruins than Ryan is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were the better team today until Bobrovsky stole the show and then you know, Panthers got a couple goals. But anyway, this is one of the better games of the day. Uh, these are two contenders. I, um, I was particularly high on both these teams. Um, they've started well on both ends of the ice. The offense is clicking for both teams. Uh, Goaltending has been great. Uh, we'll see if... Uh, Swayman can uh, be a little better than Olmark was today. Of course, we talked about Frederick Anderson. He he's he is really good. Yeah, I like the Canes here. Um, other than the Bees being on a back-to-back, one matchup advantage I like is uh, Carolina's elite penalty kill going against Boston's uh, lethal first unit power play, which is an interesting strength-on-strength dynamic there. Uh, hoping Carolina can neutralize Boston's main weapon. And, yeah, give me the Canes. Uh they, they've they've won us money so far, so why stop now? Yeah, good point. I think we talked uh, talked them up pretty good last week, eh? They're uh, the Hockey Gambling Podcast, Carolina Hurricanes. So there you go. <laughs> um, good information there. I'm I'm a bit torn because I did take the over in the uh, the Boston Florida game today. I think the over was set at five point five, and they hit or they missed it at five. My my reasoning for that, two good teams. I figured they could both score. I'm going to lean the opposite this time. It kind of burnt me today. I'm going to take the under here at six. I do like the number six, too. I think it's a bit high. That line might move throughout the day. Uh, keep an eye on that. But, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the under at six. Pays off minus 120 on that. I like it. That, that's a good bet, yeah. I have here in, in, in their 10 second half last, back-to-back last season, they scored – Bruins scored three or – fewer goals eight eight times so i feel like the under there looks good i also had the over tonight kind of got screwed on it so I, I like that play too do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like patrick mahomes or christian mccaffrey well now prediction strike makes it a real possibility prediction strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks it's like robin hood and DraftKings had a baby prediction strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use code SGP, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Uh, moving down here, we have, again, at the 7 p.m. time slot, the Arizona Coyotes uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is a home game in Tampa. Uh, Arizona money line pays off plus 250. Tampa Bay money line minus 320. The over-under set at 5.5. The over pays minus 120. The under pays plus 100. 
Uh, boys, I don't think I have to say much here. I'm taking Tampa puck line at minus 1.5. It pays off minus 110. My reasoning behind that is fuck Arizona. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel like if you take a side in this game, it has to be Tampa. Um, they're too much to take on the money line. The puck line, minus 1.5, minus 110. It's good value there. All of, all the Coyotes' losses have been by at least two goals. Landing her back at home after a big 5-1 win in, in Pittsburgh. So I feel like they're going to come out come out hot. Yeah, uh, you can't look anywhere but uh, Tampa Bay here. Um, from the best game of the day to the worst game of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Coyotes are a trash team using a goalie not good enough for the Sabres, Carter Hutton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is expected to play uh, through three starts. He's given up nearly eight goals a game. Lightning don't need to play their A, their B, or even their C game to blow up the Coyotes. They just need to show up. If Hutton starts, I'll be playing Lightning team total as well as puck line. Uh, if it's Vejmelka, I'll do the same, just the smaller stakes. But uh, <laughs> another thing you could play is uh, parlay the the Lightning with the under, maybe, if, if Vasilevsky gets a start. I don't see Arizona scoring more than a goal on him. And, uh, yeah, Lightning might be comfortable just four or five goals. Yeah, that's where I'm at. No, that's a good point. Eh? It is the NHL, and obviously Tampa is the better team, but it's pretty hard-pressed for any team to put up six, right? That's kind of a hard thing to guarantee. So the under at 5.5 there uh, parlayed with Tampa, not a bad goal. Uh, moving down here, again, 7 p.m. Time, or time slot, we have the Calgary Flames against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The game itself is in Pittsburgh. Uh, Calgary money line pays off plus 100. Pittsburgh money line minus 125. The over-under set at 5.5, overpays minus 115, and the under at minus 105. Now, I know the Flames are pretty hot right now, but I don't know what it is, boys. To me, the Flames are fake. I know I might, get a bit of, I might get a bit of upset for that. I know that they are playing okay right now, but I don't see it lasting. And we've seen Pittsburgh uh, be pretty strong so far. So I'm going to lean towards Pittsburgh money line at minus 125. Yeah, the Flames have really been impressive here. This is the fifth game of their of their East Coast road trip. They've already won all four, three of them in regulation. Closing out in Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't I don't think they they can sweep all five games, but I do like the over in this one. Um, the Flames have gone over in three straight games, and they also went over in their first game. The Penguins went over in, in two straight games, and in five of six games this season. So I just feel like this is going to be. Four three games, something like that. These are two good goalies, so I could see it going under, but I just see these teams these teams can score and I feel like that's gonna that's gonna happen in Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Yeah, the Flames are a hard working team getting solid goaltending, but uh they're also getting a few lucky bounces at the moment. So yeah, flames are fake. Uh, <laughs> uh Casey DeSmith is likely to get the start. He was bad against the Panthers. They're still missing Latang and Malkin, of course, but uh there's a chance, I don't know for sure, but Crosby might return pretty quickly. I don't know if it's this game, but he's, uh, his return is imminent. Um, yeah, like uh, Ryan said, Calgary's had a great road trip. You know, I think they'll be content going home without this win. You know, They might not put in their 110%. They'll be happy uh, with uh, winning, what, three or four or five. And, uh, yeah, give me the pens, uh, especially if Crosby is out and we get a better price in this game. Yeah, good point, too. Minus 125, that's not bad at all. Uh, moving down here at the 8 p.m. slot, we have the Colorado Avalanche against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the game is in St. Louis. Uh, Colorado money line pays off minus 125. St. Louis money line plus 105. The over-under set at 6, overpays minus 115, and the under minus 105. 
What uh, what are you thinking here, Jolie? Yeah, other than last year, the Blues were a team that uh, played McKinnon best in the division. You know, they were able to control and contain the explosive speed of the ass and take away our uh, transition game. But uh, now it turns out that the Knights are better at this than anyone else. But I, I still expect Berube to be able to slow the game down. Bennington has been improving as well. Teams playing the Blues are mostly underperforming their expected goals rate, which speaks to his uh, his abilities in that he, he's been playing well. Uh, I like the under here. I think that Darcy Kemper can get his confidence back after playing well in the second half of the Knights game, even if he's still giving up those bad goals I mentioned. Uh, but I have to know if it's anyone but Kemper and Bennington in that, I do not want this under, as I think both starters are significantly <laughs> better than their backups. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like there's a ton of disrespect to the Blues here. They're undefeated so far. They they beat Colorado in the in the season opener in Colorado. They're home dogs at plus 105. I I, I like the Blues here. Um, look, I went back and, and looked at their stats in the last 20 meetings in St. Louis. The Blues have won 14 of them. Um, I like the Avalanche last last time out against Vegas. Vegas took them down. So I, I see the Blues here with with some good value at plus 105. I'm with you on that one. I have a I have penciled in St. Louis money line at plus 105 as well. Um, especially the coming off uh, coming off a shutout game with uh, with their backup Vili Huso, who put up a 34 uh, save shutout. Now I know 34 shots seems like a lot to give up against LA, but I watched that game, guys. A lot of the shots were from the outside. St. Louis didn't give up too many scoring chances. So I think uh, with Bennington in that as well, a bit of a stronger goalie. Yeah, I like I like St. Louis on that one too. Abs are gonna roll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see alright move it down we have at the 10pm slot here the red hot Buffalo Sabres against the Anaheim Ducks uh, the game itself is in Anaheim Buffalo money line pays off plus 110 Anaheim money line minus 135 the over under at 5.5 over pays minus 110 the under pays minus 110 um I I don't know here guys this is it's like yeah Buffalo's hot and we've you know, jokingly talk them up and things like that. But this is kind of a shit show game based on everything I've seen. You know, Ducks games have had over uh, six goals in the past four games. The over under is set at 5.5. I'm just going to take the over at 5.5. Pays off minus 110. Yeah, th- this is one of those games you just look at and just like, I, I have no idea what to do with. I feel like the only thing to look at so far is this is the Buffalo's first time leaving the East Coast. They've played all home games and they played one away game in New Jersey. So I feel like going out to the West Coast maybe might take a toll on them playing time time zone difference, stuff like that. They only had two days off, I think, before this. So I lean Anaheim. I I'm probably gonna stay away and I don't really don't really know which way to go on the total. I said that the Coyotes Lightning game is the worst of the day, but uh, this is a strong, <laughs> strong contender for that. Uh, kind of a toilet bowl here down in SoCal. Um, yeah, but both teams are actually playing uh, surprisingly well, considering their preseason projections. Um, the Ducks even got a dose of their own medicine in their latest game against the Jets, where they were they were the better team, but still lost thanks to a, <laughs> a late comeback by the Jets or the goalie pulled and. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do lean to the Ducks here. They showed me a lot in that game. Uh, they still have a few higher-end players than the Sabres do, plus uh, the better young guns. Zegris is starting to come into his own with a goal and assist against the Jets. Uh, yeah, he's playing well, plus they have a superior goaltender, regardless who they start with, Gibson or Stolarz. So, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch this game at all, but uh, I might back the Ducks. 
Right on. Uh, moving down here to, again, the 10 p.m. slot, we have the Minnesota Wild against the Seattle Kraken. The game itself is in Seattle. Uh, Minnesota money line pays off minus 110. Seattle money line minus 105. The over-under is set at 5.5. Uh, the over pays minus 120. And the under plus 100. Boys, what the fuck is up with this line? Minnesota against Seattle. Minnesota money line paying off minus 110. Let's put this in perspective. We have the 5-1-0 Minnesota Wild. Expected to start Cam Talbot, whose record is 5-0-0. And they're playing the expansion Seattle Kraken, and the line's only minus 110. Mortgage your house, fucking take up all your money, put everything on Minnesota money line in this game. This is insane. Yeah, like you said, Minnesota's one loss was without Talbot, and that was also on the second half of a back-to-back. Besides that, it's been it's been all wild. Um, Seattle really hasn't shown much this season. I still feel like the the Canadians are like a nothing team. They beat them five one. Maybe they're feeling good, and I think the Wild are, are definitely going to shut them down. This might be like uh, your last lock, eh? With the, you said uh, under six and a half, and then it turned into five and a half. Yeah, this might start minus one ten and turn it to minus one fifty by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen early, get in on it now. Holy yeah. Yeah, but as much as I hate to say it, the Wild are a wagon right now. Uh, they're playing the coherent team game they've always excelled at, but now they have uh, some more skilled players to work with, including Matt Zuccarella, who's had an outstanding start. I think he has seven goals. Uh, they're also winning games while Kaprizov is not playing to the level he was last year, so watch out once he gets going. The Kraken, meanwhile, had a comfortable win over Montreal. Good for Seattle to get that first home win, but they'll fall to the better team. I also like the under in this spot, too. It's worked very well for me in cracking games so far despite Grubauer trying to mess it up yeah that's a good start I didn't think about that for sure definitely look into it and uh, we're throwing some bills down I still think these odd makers are high right now but whatever (laughs) 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 right moving down again 10 p.m slot we have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Vancouver Canucks this is a pretty uh a pretty tight game for this podcast here right we got a Canucks fan and a Flyers fan but uh (laughs) 10 p.m. start. The game itself is in Vancouver. Philly money line pays off minus 105. Vancouver money line minus 115. Uh, the over under set at six. The over pays minus 115. And the under minus 105. Uh, Joel, what do you got here, bud? I hate being the guy with two teams. They're not, I'm not a fan of the Canucks, okay? Wait, you I want them to do well. <laughs> you got three. <laughs> oh, yeah, three teams. Really, the Hurricanes, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, whatever, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Canucks here. Uh, I like them. Flyers, they, they're they great today. They put in a 110% effort against the Oilers. Um, but I think that they'll be tired tomorrow. And the, the, the Canucks, they lost out their their home opener against the Wild. And I think they'll come out uh, 200% tomorrow. And uh, go, Canucks, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was liking the Flyers until I was kind of looking into them more here. They uh, they slowed down McDavid a little bit. McDavid got two points, and they did play. They played a hard hard fought game to get get the win in Edmonton. But uh, against Vancouver, gonna have Martin Jones in net. Uh, the Flyers have lost their last seven games playing on no rest. So that's kind of uh, making me making me guess, second guess that. But Vancouver, I mean, based off shot totals, hasn't been outplayed in their last in their last four games. Vancouver did beat Philly in the Flyers' home opener, even though the Flyers kind of had some weak goals given up by Carter Hart. I could see similar goals being given up by Martin Jones. So I kind of like the over here. I'm not going to pick a side. I cannot say that Joel – it's it's not a bad bet, though, to take the Canucks in this one. 
to know that uh, Martin Jones is actually from North Van. So I don't know, oh, I don't yes, know if that yes. means anything. I know Carter Hart had a good day today, and he's from Edmonton, I think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Martin Jones, he might he might show up for his hometown. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't like Martin Jones. So Canucks all the way. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna buck the trend a little bit here, boys. I'm going to take the uh, Philadelphia Flyers money line at minus 105 coming off a back-to-back based on one thing, Vancouver's level of competition. Let me go through the past seven games. They had a loss to Minnesota Wild, the 3-2 to uh, game, so pretty close. They beat Seattle. They beat Chicago. They beat Buffalo. They beat uh, Detroit. They beat Philadelphia. And that's pretty much it. Hey. Are, those, are, those, are those strong teams to you right now? Who else has beaten Buffalo? Yet? And and they no, they they lost to Buffalo and Detroit also. So that's <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> what am I looking so at? <laughs> that, that's even more reason. Fuck it, I'm going with the Flyers, baby. Let's go, orange and white, all in. Let's go. <laughs> it's orange and black. Orange and black. Come on. Orange and black. False information. <laughs> to be fair, it's 1:46 a.m. in Toronto right now, and I'm tired as fuck. So give me a break. Yeah. But. I'm all in on the Flyers. Let's go. All right. Love to hear. Love to hear. <laughs> all right. Moving down to you guys. 10.30 p.m. slot. We have the Winnipeg Jets against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Winnipeg money line minus 115. Uh, L.A. money line minus 105. The over-under set at 5.5. Uh, same with the under. Both paying off minus 110. The game is in L.A. You know what? I'm so torn with Winnipeg, right? Like, based off what you've seen, how can you bet them? But you can say the same thing against L.A., right? So... I, I don't know. I'm just going to take you over at 5.5. You haven't really seen too much goaltending wise out of Winnipeg, like we discussed earlier. And, you know, Los Angeles Kings without Drew Doughty, there's another top defenseman they're losing. I like the over at 5.5. This is another one of those those shitty games on Thursday night. That There's a lot of late games on Thursday night, so this probably one won't be watched either. Um, Kings have lost five straight since beating Vegas in the season opener. Jets have won three straight. So just based off that, I'm going to go with go with the hot team and the Jets. But... Not a strong play whatsoever here. I mean, minus 115. Maybe I'll, I'll get a bit cheeky, take him on the puck line, and try to get some pl- plus 225 odds, something like that. But not a strong play here either way. Well, being the sole West Coaster on this uh, podcast, I, I love all these late games. You know, I can finally watch all three periods. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jets all the way here. The, the Kings D-line is decimated, and it wasn't that strong to begin with. Cal Peterson is playing much better than Hellebuck right now, but you know, Shifley and Wheeler are still out, I believe. Um, but I, I think that they've they've got some momentum going. They won the last couple of games. They'll they'll steal this one. They'll uh, they'll put a few on LA here with their uh, bad decor. Beauty. We're well, moving on to our last 10:30 game slot. We have on the uh, Thursday night. We have the Montreal Canadiens against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the game itself is in San Jose. Uh, Montreal money line pays off plus 115. San Jose money line minus 135. The over under set at six. The over pays minus 105, and the under minus 115. You know what? Last show I were last show or two shows goes, I was talking Montreal up, saying, "Hey, they finally got the monkey off their back. They beat Detroit. Then they went and shoved it up my hoop." So I'm taking San Jose money line minus 135. I don't know how you can bet on the Habs right now. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. You have to just continue to to fade the Canadians, especially with the Sharks have a minus one thirty five money line. Here's a fun stat. It may not mean much, but it's it's good to look at. The Canadians haven't won in San Jose since nineteen ninety nine, so over twenty years there, 
I'm going with history. Going to fade the Canadians. Give me the Sharks here on the money line. Yeah. Yeah, this this line tells you to take the Sharks. I don't see what Canadians have to offer. But I think my stronger play here would be the under six, given the fact that the Canadians can't score and the Sharks are actually getting very good goaltending for once. Uh, Aiden Hill and James Reimer, so I don't think it matters who they start. Although Reimer's actually played uh, a little better than Aiden Hill so far. But, yeah, I don't think that it should be six. I think it should be five and a half. So as long as the line is six, I'll take the under there. I know the Sharks have traditionally been a high-scoring team, but this year they're getting uh, a lot of good goaltending. So games are, are tending a little lower. And the Canadians, of course, haven't scored. So, yeah, another play might be Canadians' team total under two and a half. Another look there. Yeah, that's a good call, too. Anyway, you can fade the Canadians. By all means, try to do it for now. Mm-hmm. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? You can prove it on Odds Crowd, and they're free to join and play fantasy betting contests. There's a season-long NBA contest with $3,000 in cash up for grabs, as well as weekly $200 contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you with any pick trick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, boys. So that covers our Thursday game slate. Uh, moving down over here to the Friday games. First one on the docket at 7 p.m. We have the Florida Panthers against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Florida money line pays off minus 200. The Detroit money line plus 170. Over under set at six. Uh, both over and the under pay minus 110. What, uh, what do you got, Ryan? You already know I'm going with the Panthers here. Come on. They, they beat the Bruins. That was, that was my lock. Going on the road up here to Detroit, and kind of wary. I'm not going to take the money line. I think that's minus 200 is too much to too much to, uh, to lay there. But I like them on the puck line. All their wins have been by two goals or more. All the Red Wings losses have been by three goals or more. Besides the one in, in Tampa, it was overtime one to start the season. So riding with the Panthers until, until they prove me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, this is one spot where I can't fade the Panthers because the Red Wings are even more fraudulent. Um, I don't know how they keep winning these games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're, they're getting good rookie plays from uh, Mort Sider and Lucas Raymond, of course, and they're getting a little better goaltending. But, uh, yeah, the, the Panthers are just a lot better team. I uh, might look to the over here, too. I don't know if Poprovsky will start. Maybe they'll get a chance to uh, get Spencer Knight in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have a strong play here, but uh, Panthers on the puck line looks decent. I'm seeing here now. I know the odds have changed since we've like even written these, putting them down. But on DraftKings, the Panthers are down to minus 175. So at that price, it may be worth looking at. But I, f- I feel like the puck line of plus 140 is is probably probably better. People are falling for the Red Wings, and now they're betting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Eh? I'm a I'm with you a little bit there, Joel. I, uh, I'm leaning a bit more towards the over, just in case we do see Spencer Knight a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Truth be told, like 
Detroit has proven that they can actually score so far this year, at least. I know it's still early, but they haven't getting goals. And obviously, Spencer Knight's in there. He don't want to say he's going to struggle because he's a good goalie, but he is young, right? So, and we know that Florida can score too. So, I don't hate the over at six. Worst comes to worst, he might have an option to push too, right, with those even numbers. So, keep that in mind at minus 110. And moving down here to the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets at the New York Rangers. Uh, Games in New York, Columbus Moneyline pays off plus 150, uh, New York Moneyline minus 170. Uh, The over at 5.5, the over pays minus 120, and the under plus 100. Uh, This game, I'm leaning towards the under here, guys, at 5.5, paying off minus 120. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens, we talked about earlier, a 1.48 goals against average, 0.952 save percentage in four games. And even Igor Shosturkin, who's expected to get the nod for New York, uh, 2.17 goals against average and a 0.933 save percentage in five games. Those are some pretty good numbers uh, within the pipes. So I like the under here at uh, 5.5. I think that's a good way to go in this game, especially with with the Rangers being that big of a favorite and they really haven't shown too much yet. I mean, they haven't had a chance to, but they haven't shown too much. Just Starkin had the great, great game against Toronto that they won. But also besides that, I mean, the Rangers aren't going to score too many goals. At least they haven't so far this year. They haven't scored more than three goals in a game and the blue jackets don't have too much of an offense. So I think the under is definitely the best look here. Yeah. The, uh, there's an interesting contrast of styles here. Jackets, they play that, uh, slower, build up uh, mess you up in the the neutral zone kind of style but uh the, the jackets are all about that that fast transition style um which usually leads to more goals and they should be getting more goals so i, I think that the uh, totals are kind of correlated here with the ranges and the over and the jackets and the under but uh that said just has been playing great so you know a, a goalie can always mess up the, the totals there so Again, not, not, not a strong play here, but yeah, I, I lean to the, the under there as well, five and a half. It always scares me when all three of us are on the same bat. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scream, screams a blowout in New York, 7-2 right. game or something. Who knows? All right, moving down here. Again, at the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Chicago Blackhawks against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the game is in Carolina. Uh, Chicago money line pays off plus 180. Carolina money line minus 215. The over under is at six. Uh, the over pays off plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys, I'm leaning Carolina puck line on this at minus 1.5. Last time I checked, it pays off plus 110. How do the Canes not blow Chicago out of the waters here? They're going to beat the wheels off this team. Yeah, the only thing that makes me hesitate is that it is the second half of back to back. So I do want to see how they play on Thursday night, but. Yeah, I'm riding the Hurricanes. I mean, the Blackhawks suck. They really do. They're so bad. So <laughs> you have to go with the Hurricanes here. My Leafs could only beat them in overtime, for Christ's sakes, though, tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. I would I would take the over here. I would expect um, uh, the, uh, the Canes to start their backup, who is Antiranta, of course. Well, he's a good backup, too, but he doesn't have the the starts that Anderson has, so he might be a little uh, a little rusty, maybe. So I, w- I would take the over here. Like, the Blackhawks, they can't defend at all. If Flurry's in net, just count up five, six goals for the Canes. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Canes team total here would be my look. Uh, yeah, again, this is not a one I feel strongly about. I, I don't trust uh, 
Like the Blackhawks are going to show up in one random game and then they're just going to spoil everyone. Everyone's fun. This might be it because it looks too easy with Carolina. But I think that there'll be goals in this one. Yeah, good call. I think we're all on the same page on that one. Uh, moving down 7 p.m. slot here, uh, Arizona Coyotes against the Washington Capitals. It is a home game in Washington. Uh, Arizona money line pays off plus 235. Washington money line minus 300. Uh, the over under set at six. Over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. I don't know, boys. I know if you have looked, I think Alex Ovechkin is tied for a league high in goals or maybe one off at six or seven. I got a feeling Ovi goes off tonight. I'm taking either the over uh, six at minus 120 or maybe even Washington uh, team total, whatever that may be. A lot of a lot of lopsided games on Friday night. Um, I'm just looking here at, at the game parlays. You can get the Capitals and over six and a half for plus 150. I feel like that may be a decent look, especially with the Coyotes on a back to back. So they're probably playing their worst goalie. But also, as Joel knows very well, the Caps, they're frauds. So who knows Who knows <laughs> if the Coyotes could finally get their first win here? They have to at some point, but I feel like the Capitals and the over is the safest bet. I have to add a little caveat to that because Netsov <laughs> is, playing, is playing his ass off. And if he plays like he did a couple of years ago, he, the Caps might be legit again because, uh, yeah, he, he had another great game today against the, the Wings, even though they lost. But, uh, yeah, Arizona on a back-to-back. I don't know how you can back them. Uh, that just screams bloodbath. Um, as for who's a better goalie, it's, it's hard to tell with Vigimelka and Carter Hutton. Uh, who knows what Vigimelka is yet. Yeah, this 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 tells me just either it's a letdown spot, Washington. Nah, no, it's not a letdown spot because they're, they're going to want revenge because they lost the Red Wings game, so they're going to be coming up firing here. I, I think that the... Capitals minus one and a half is a good look. Yeah, I think uh, even TJ Oshie put up a hat trick the other night too, right? So that's a guy I always forget, but damn, he's one good player. Oh yeah, he's having a hell of a season too. Uh, moving down to our 8 p.m. slot here, we have the Anaheim Ducks against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Anaheim money line pays off plus 235. Uh, Vegas money line minus 295. The over-under set at 5.5. A lot of fives there. Holy shit. Um, the over face minus 120, the under plus 100. I'm going off the beaten path a little bit here, boys. We, we've talked before. We don't really think that Vegas is a, an offensively scoring team. A lot of struggles down the middle. Anaheim hasn't looked, you know, the greatest either. I kind of like the Ducks puck line at plus 1.5 here. I think they might keep this close. It pays off minus 115. It's a bit of a gamble, a bit of a kind of weird bet, but uh, I like Ducks puck line at plus 1.5. I actually like that play a lot. That That's hit in only one. It hasn't hit in one of their games. Otherwise, they've been all very close one goal games. And I'm even considering taking the Ducks here. I was trying to find an underdog here, a big underdog to take on a night full of games with big favorites. And it could be the Ducks. See how they play against the Sabres on Thursday night. Second half of back to back. So it probably won't be Gibson, but Anthony Stolarz, he can he can steal some games. And if the Golden Knights are kind of frustrated a little bit, the Ducks were a better team against Winnipeg, but they lost. Plus 235, I feel like there's good value there. But as as Talon said, the the puck line, I feel like, is is a good luck here, too. Yeah, I don't think the Knights have scored a powerful goal yet. Um, I was leaning great. to They, they <laughs> have not, no. Yeah, that's what losing Pat Freddie and Stone can do for you. Um, 
yeah, I was going to take the under five and a half, but bringing up the the Ducks puck line there, that that's actually a better look because yeah, they can keep it close. They can they can score a few goals. Apparently, they I mean against Hellebuck anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anybody's scoring on him right now though. So yeah, like let's let's all jump on board. Ducks plus one and a half. Let's go. Team puck line. I love it. <laughs> Ducks fly together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys. Yeah. All right. We're moving down to our last game on the uh, on the Friday docket here. An 8:30 p.m. start. We have the Ottawa Senators at the Dallas Stars. Uh, game is in Dallas. Uh, Ottawa money line plays off plus 160. Dallas money line minus 185. The over under set at six. Over plays plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, what are you thinking here, Joel? Uh, yeah, the Stars. Today they were uh, totally dominant against the Knights. They should have won the game four or five one, like I said earlier on. Uh, they got to be feeling bad. They're going to be stewing tomorrow, just 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 pissed at themselves. They didn't win that game because they they should have. And they're going to come out firing against the the Senators, who are pesky. But I don't think that they can quite handle the physicality of the the Stars. You know, they'll be feisty. They'll be pesky. But when it comes to the strength of the the stars, I think that they'll overmatch them and uh, and dominate them. They they've got better goaltending too. I think Kudobin played a good game today. Yeah, yeah. Stars they they just have a little more experience. Um, I like the veterans a lot. And Mira Heiskanen, one of my favorite players in the league, I think he scored a goal today too. Uh, yeah, give me the stars here in regulation. Ooh, Ooh. spicy. I like it. I'm liking the liking the under here. Outside of the Senators' last game, it was a seven-five loss to the Caps. Their first five games have all gone gone under six goals. They've been five goals or less. And in all the Stars' seven games so far, it's been it's been five goals or less. So I feel like the under here is 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 a good look. I mean, neither of his teams can can score that much, and they both have solid goalies with Matt Mamari playing. Decent, decently in his one start so far, and and Kudobin is is decent, so I can see probably a close three two three one game here. I'll yeah, I'm, that too. yeah, I was gonna say I'm right with you. That's what I got the uh, the under at six. Six seems kind of like a high number here, eh? It'll be five and a half tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I guarantee. Five, yeah. yeah. Maybe that should be the mortal lock and keep the trend going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I like under six. Even if it is a 5.5, I like that too. Whatever that pays, probably be around the same thing, minus 120. Uh, Stars traditionally a pretty low-scoring team, and Ottawa's a young team. When they do pop off, they can pop off, but I, I don't see it happening against uh, against Dallas. Like you said, Godovin has been pretty strong. If that is who they're playing, Christ, they got four goalies in there now, don't they? So who knows who they'll start, but they're all pretty good. So I like the under there. All right, boys. With so that mock or locks up or uh, our Friday slate here, you uh, you ready to jump to the mortal locks or what? Let's lock it in. Let's do it. Right on, uh, Ryan. How about you start us off this week, bud? All right. I mean, I've already kind of, kind of, kind of given some hints to what it's going to be. I'm I'm riding with my Hurricanes on Thursday night on the money line minus one thirty five against the Bruins. I think the Bruins are a good team. I'm not as down on them as, as Joel makes it seem, but it's. I feel like. The, Bruins back-to-back. They were not good in back-to-backs, especially early last season. And the Hurricanes are just really playing well right now. So I like the Hurricanes. I think minus 135 is, is a great line for them. I'm still not a Canucks fan, but I am for this. My moral <laughs> lock, the Canucks money line. Go, Canucks, go. 
All right. I talked about this earlier on the show. I think Vegas odds makers right now are high off their gourd for Christ's sakes. Minnesota money line minus 110 is the play on the day. If this team can't beat Seattle in overtime, I don't even know what to tell you. That's the play right there, boys. Minnesota money line minus 110. And jumping into Friday here, what do we got? We just talked about it. I, I, the under in the Ottawa-Dallas game, that's my mortal lock for Friday. I feel like these these teams both won't be able to score a lot. be a very low-scoring game between between two low-scoring teams. And like you said, Dallas has three or four goalies they can use. Ottawa, Ottawa's not going to score either, so give me the under six. Yeah, and I'm with my stars here. Uh, like I said, they'll bully the Senators off the ice, get them out of the rink. Let's go stars in regulation, minus 118. All right, I'll, I'll play it up to minus 130. With you two both on that game, I almost want to take like Stars puck line so we can all ride the same <laughs> game together, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going with the Rangers and the Blue Jackets under at 5.5. Like I said, Merzlikin and Tristurkin, try saying those names 10 times fast together. I think they're going to keep it under at 5.5, pays off minus 120. All right, boys. Well, anything else uh, we want to jump in and add here before we wrap up or what? Not just that we've had a, we've had a killer week so far. I hope we can keep it going on Thursday and Friday. Yep, for sure. Uh, make sure everybody checks out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website uh, as well as the Slack group. Lots of uh, lots of cool stuff going on in the Slack. Um, I love sitting there talking to people mid games. We've been getting some good praise, so keep pumping our tires. Keeps us going for sure. Good live bets there too, including some uh, European hockey from Talent or from the middle of the day. So definitely check that out. Yeah, every now and then I'll drop one in for you, boys. So keep an eye out for sure. And podcast availability. Uh, where can everybody find us here, Ryan? Oh, we're, we are now live on both Apple and Spotify. And I think some other places, but make it easy. You can search Hockey Gambling Podcast or for Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. Go there, subscribe, follow, leave a rating and review. You know, let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If we help you win some money, great. Let us know what you think. Beauties. And then on that uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website, always lots of articles being pumped out, guys. I know uh, we all try to get some stuff out there pretty regularly, too. Um, and not just hockey, man. If you're if you're looking to find some stuff on college football, football, basketball, you know, there's the the World Series and baseball going on now. Lots of Lots of cool shit on that website, for sure. So by all means, feel free to check it out. Yeah, we got, we got all the sports going on right now. It's a great, great, great time of the year. Great time to check it out. Equinox. That's it. Eh? It's this time of the year where what you got MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL all running together. Cricket for the fine folks that are loving that in our Slack group as well. <laughs> we got everything, boys. If you can play it, we got it. All right, guys. I am Talon Jenkins. Uh, you can find me at Twitter or yeah at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins ninety four. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You can find me anywhere but at the Vancouver Rogers Arena. (laughs) (laughs) Noted hater of the Vancouver Canucks, uh, Joel Meyer. Keep an eye out for him in the Slack group as well. Always pumping out some great content in there for sure. And uh, boys, let's kick some ass this week. eh? Big weekend. Let's get that sweet money. Yes, sir.